0: So, Berto, do you know anything about multi-level marketing? Um, actually, it's funny you say that. If you want to come with me next
1: week, I have an opportunity of a lifetime for really? you. Really? And if you come, it will enable you to invite at least 10 other people. Oh. For every person you invite, you're going to get just that much richer.
0: Well, we have a, a email from patron Rachel that Asked us to talk about it, so I thought we could elaborate on your knowledge of multi-level marketing. What do we, What do you say? Let's do it. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor. My name is Umberto Casagna, and I grow GMO pot. So, Patron Rachel said, "I want to know if you've done an episode on the psychology of multi-level marketing. These companies include Amway, Herbalife, Lola Row, Lula Row." Rodan and Fields. Have you heard of these? I've only heard of a couple of those, definitely including Amway. Amway Herbalife. Herbalife I've heard of. Rodan? No. Fields. No. A lot of customers and co workers I've had over the years have been involved in these programs. I personally believe that most multi level marketing organizations are dangerous and basically pyramid schemes. Isn't that the same? Isn't aren't isn't multi level marketing synonymous with pyramid scheme
1: it is if you're being honest
0: (laughs) so they just reworded it yeah okay because because pyramid schemes are illegal
1: Uh, not necessarily i mean it's just a label okay look i'm not a lawyer maybe there's some law in the book somewhere about pyramid schemes but what i do know is that these are pyramid schemes (laughs)
0: yeah Uh, she goes on i don't know how my sister feels about them but she does support friends involved by buying their products Would you be willing to do an episode about psychology, multi-level marketing, and how it is booming in the United States? I'd love to hear your thoughts on the topic. Uh, Yeah.
1: I mean, there is this, okay, so there is the extreme, like the Bernie Madoff extreme of a pyramid scheme that is definitely illegal, right? So, can you explain what a pyramid scheme is? Okay. So, in the extreme, it's basically, I have no real product or business, really. What it is is I'm going to convince a whole bunch of people to invest or give money or buy some sort of future promise of something. And I'm going to get all that money and then the structure will collapse. They will be left without their money. I will have gotten the money and and get away with it. That was the Bernie Madoff – you know, extreme,
0: you know? Well, he wasn't a pyramid scheme. He was, I mean, all these he convinced more and more people to invest. I don't, is that considered a pyramid scheme? I thought he was just considered a, isn't it a Ponzi scheme? Yeah. Ponzi scheme. Sorry. That's, that's true. That's a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. So that wasn't layered. That's true. So Ponzi scheme is when you ask people, you say, there's actually a good movie about a real story on Netflix with Jack Black as uh, playing a real life character called, um, Oh man, I can't remember, but it about a real guy who had a Oompa Loompa band and he's from Poland, <laughs> I believe. I, they didn't call it Oompa Loompa, but it, yeah. uh, what do you call that kind of music? Yeah.
1: The, like um, the polka
0: type polka. Yeah. yeah. So the polka, the polka King, it's called the polka King something. Okay. And essentially what he did was his, his, he had a, he had a Polish culture store and he also had a polka band, and he was having trouble getting enough money to pay his musicians because his band had like fifteen yeah. people in it. And, and so he, you
1: borrow from Peter to pay Paul,
0: <laughs> right? So he so he asks people, he's like, "So I I need money to be able to uh, I want to I want to create the best polka band ever. Yeah. And hey, friends, can you invest in that and? And they're like, "Well, how much money are we going to get back?" And he's like, "I guarantee you, ten percent right. APR per year. You know, you're going to get ten percent." They're like, "Well, that's better than other investments." Right, right. So they like, "Here's fifty grand," and he's like, "Fine, great. You know, you, I will guarantee you ten percent a year." And then he makes the polka band, and um, and then when it comes time to pay all his investors ten yeah. percent, he's got to come up with, you know, say. 80 grand. So he goes, that's other people. <laughs> so he goes to other people and he says, um, I guarantee you 10% yeah. if you invest and, and look at these other people, they got their right. 10%. And then it just starts to balloon yeah. and balloon and balloon. And before you know it, this guy, the way they portrayed it, he innocently sort of backed his way into a Ponzi scheme that he, and cause he thought he would actually make the, make money, the money and money they they pay money. everyone back. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so the pyramid scheme is like a Ponzi scheme, but you, you basically protect yourself better because in a Ponzi scheme, it, all eyes are trained on you. Where right. where's my money, man?
0: Right. There's a very mathematical reality. Yes. That you owe them money, right. but in a pyramid scheme, there's there's who no do one, you owe? Yeah. Oh well,
1: I report to this guy, and he reports to some other. Guy. I don't even never even met the guy at the top. Right. Right. Okay. So, but something like Amway, it's interesting because un- unlike sort of like the in one day disappeared a few days later sort of pyramid scheme amway doesn't go away you know it it's there and so it has this air of legitimacy because it's like no no listen we've been in business for decades we have sales agents all over the world we're a global company and there are we can countless stories of success
0: what are you talking about pyramid scheme we are multi-level marketing right so correct me if i'm wrong uh, in terms of the way this works out. So you have, so say someone comes to me and they're like, hey, you want to do Amway? And I'm like, okay, sure. And so I sign up and I have to pay like a fee to get in, correct? That, you have to
1: buy an initial package, right? And, right. Then, and this is, by the way, my data on the, the Amway offerings is uh,
0: 20, years old. 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so there's some kind of investment that you pay into yes. it, either product or something. Yeah,
1: and then you regularly have to buy product. Oh, interesting. You buy the product, and then you are responsible for
0: selling it. So so you, you sign up for a contract where you agree to buy X amount of product per month or something, and you either use it yourself or you unload it That's on right. other people. And you can sell more than that if you want.
1: Oh, totally. You can buy as much
0: as you want. But there's a minimum. Yes. So if... And then they're also like, you know, the real way to make money is if you get other people. Other people. Yeah. You don't want to work all your life. Yeah. You want to get other people to sell for you. So, so I go out and I convince 10 of my friends to be under my pyramid level. And then they, they buy their initial package and their minimum amount per every month and maybe sell a little bit more to other people. You get a cut. And I get a cut. But the person above me also gets a cut from my cut. Yes. And the person above that person also. It's the mob. (laughs) Right. And and so it, uh, now, on the surface, it's like, well, what's the harm? Right. You know, it's like, it's just another business model. I mean, when you go to the shoe store, you know the shoe salesman gets a cut, and you also know that the, the manager gets a cut and you that's also right. know the owner gets a cut and you also know the shoe manufacturer Every, you know there's there's cuts that go up all the lines, so <laughs> right. what's the big deal right. so why why do, why do people hate well, pyramid schemes right?
1: so yeah so so a lot of this comes to predation upon classes of individuals that that really need something
0: right, right? It, it's it's that's the part of it from what i understand that is illegal is that you're lying to people by saying that they are you're deceiving them because you're saying if you, if you buy, if you, if you start this thing and, and you invest in this thing, you are going to have this beautiful BMW and this yacht and this new home. And cause that's, that's the appeal, yeah. right? So I've been, have
1: you been to one of the pitches? Yes. Yeah. I've been to a pitch as well. And so, and that's certainly the way it is. Um, it's very slick. Oh, you know, they, you arrive and they have these presentations the guy on stage or whatever it is is he's made it man. Yeah. He's wearing the biggest Rolex you've ever seen. He's got at least two buttons unbuttoned, but he's wearing a suit and he's got like slick back hair and his he's showing us his yacht pictures and his plane and the thing is his narrative his narrative is all like this.
0: I like steaks. (laughs) Steaks are the best. My steaks are the best in the world. Basically. No, his narrative is like this. That was a spot-on impersonation, by the way. Yeah, I think you do a
1: great Gary Trudeau. It's amazing. (laughs) Anyways, his his pitch is like this. Are you telling me, you're telling me right now, that you're going to be unhappy at that current thing you're doing, that job you've got? For the next 40, 50 years of your life, if you're lucky for them to boot you out on your ass, and then you still got to work, you probably got to get two jobs at that point, till you die penniless. That's the life you want. Let me show you some pictures. I just got back. Look, I wasn't going to be here tonight. I I am doing this as a special favor because Roy over here... Let's hear it for Roy, everyone. Okay, Roy over here is a personal friend now for 20 years. He's one of the most successful agents. If you want to learn something, learn from Roy. I only came here tonight because I care that you stop this insanity. Look at this. This is me with my wife, our beautiful children. We are in Morocco.
0: Yeah. It's almost like an evangelical... Absolutely. Or a landmark or something. Yeah, And yeah, it... What it so? What patron Rachel is asking is like, what's the psychology? Well, the psychology is our society sells basically one idea of happiness. You know, we we've we've gotten away from religion, which is you know pros and cons. We've gotten away from nature to to the for the most part. You know, we we are and physical fitness. (laughs) We are solely focused on. Materialism, and it is just getting worse and worse and worse. Well,
1: even even a narrow materialism, right? Right. Because it's not like it's not like they show us how, because of their success, they were able to curate. They were able to restore all these antiquities that they. No, no, no. There's my yacht. There's my Ferrari.
0: There's my Rolex. So I just (laughs) so I just moved into this house. Yeah. And it's a good looking house. It's very nice, right? It's an and you've o- organized it really nicely. right? It's an older house, yeah. but the landscaping is is really nice. It has a really yeah. beautiful backyard, very pretty. And you know, by pretty, we could also say like higher class, sure. And by attractive house on an attractive street, we could say higher class. Yeah. Now this this house is not expensive. It's you know, it's it's on the smaller side. It's on the older side, yeah. But but yeah. It's in
1: Seattle, so it's at least ten million dollars,
0: right? <laughs> so people will, you know, we associate things with class. You right. know, everything is it, we, we never say, "Wow, that is a classy house." No, what we say is like, "Whoa, that's a big house," or right. "Whoa, it's a beautiful home," or "Whoa, like what?" But a you coo- must
1: be a duke. Is the implication? <laughs> whoa, what a what a
0: cool boat you have! Yeah. Which is like, whoa, you're. You've got money. You're
1: you, closer you, to royalty.
0: Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're like something special, you know? And, you know, no one walks up to a beater car and says, like, whoa, like, what a piece of shit. Like, what good for you? Right. You know what I mean? It's like, we, we are like, and it's so dumb because, like, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, if, it's not
1: like the royal wedding was watched by millions because of all the good that, <laughs> exactly. you know, it's, it's like, they're like, Royalty, right? It's not just a Disney concept,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it it just gets worse. You know, that the most vi- when I was in London, one of the most visited things on the planet are the royal jewels, the, the
1: jewels, right?
0: Yeah, like the crown and the, the the diamonds and stuff. And so now, you know, whatever, it's fine. It, well, it's not fine actually. It's 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 ex- it's excusable it's, given <laughs> the the high level of propaganda to sure. Western, particularly Americans that uh, that happens and so when you have that just beat into your head mm-hmm. then you then uh, you grow up you know in whatever class you're in uh, but you're not upper class and you're not upper middle you might not even be middle class you might even be lower middle or something or working class and you are you just know like you want to make it you want to yeah. you want to be high class you want to have money you want to be quote-unquote comfortable. Yep. And so you enter into the world and you try to achieve that. And, you know, as an adult, you're like, okay, sign me up, sign me up for how to rise to the top. And nothing happens because your, your social capital and your mentors or whatever, your opportunities are just not there. And so you're still driving that shitty car and you can't afford a new house and, you you, you can't even. A lot of people. A lot, a lot of kids today. They're not even getting married because they they say they can't afford it, right. which just breaks my heart. It's like, what? <laughs> like get elope. Yes. You'll be much happier anyway. Right. And so you know uh, you don't want your grandma at the at the thing. <laughs> what, <laughs> that weird uncle. You know, like just the clown you know, guy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Everyone's going to be fighting. Um, so so. But then this this guy comes comes by.
1: And, and by the way, he's not pitching it. Because this actually would be realistic. He's not saying, hey, here's a different field of work from what you currently do. Or maybe if you're already a salesperson,
0: this is actually along those lines. Right. He's saying you don't have to change anything.
1: Well, Right. He's saying, uh, he's not saying, uh, listen. Get a job. You will still need to work hard for years. Right. And some lucky ones do better than others. Right. Right. Instead, he's saying, you actually want to keep working? How stupid is that?
0: But it keeps you connected to other people, right?
1: You actually want to stop
0: working. This, will, You'll be rich quick. Right. You can retire. Look how young this Bobby over here retired. Right. And, and so the other message that we give our uh, people, and particularly people of lower class, because it helps to sustain our power structure, which is anyone can be rich. Right. Anyone can be high class you just have to work hard enough or do the right thing or, you know, we love that story of like, you know, the guys in the garage who invent that thing and like, you know, cause they were smarter and they, you know, and it's like, you, you don't think about the fact that they had all these privileges and benefits and like against social capital and connections through their power and all that kind of stuff. But anyway,
1: well, and another concept missing by the way is Um, So one thing that I – and it's probably romanticized, but I love this notion uh, in Japan that I would imagine – I imagine in my head these people that love a craft and they spend 20 years learning how to do the craft. And then that's their, their passion and then they do it so well and they don't retire. That's what they do till they die. So it's like, oh, you should go talk to this person. He's been making swords for 70 years You know, or you should go talk to this person. They are the best sushi maker in the world, right? That notion is not a thing, a common thing in the States. Right. Right. It's like, you don't say, I'm going to learn for the next 20 years how to do this one craft, and that's what I'll do till the day I die.
0: And if I make a ton of money? That's not it. Right. Instead,
1: it's, okay, okay, what degree? Okay, most money. Oh, lawyer. Okay, I could be a lawyer. Uh, let's see, counting down the days. I could work for 15 years. If I go to Wall Street, probably 10, retire with a fat million.
0: Well, that path is only available to certain people, right? right? But, but yeah, the idea of that everyone has that's common to, to, to most Americans is, how am I going to be high class? Right. And, and, and I say class because in my estimation, that's mostly what it is. Like right. people, money is just a, a way to get class, which is a way to get acceptance. Yeah, really. it's social status. Right. And, so- so, and social status for acceptance. Cause you know, when we, when a high class person walks into a room, you get more respect, you get more smiles, yep. you get more power, you get invited to things more often, people laugh at your jokes more. It's fucking real people. Yeah. When you're low class, no one gives a fuck about what you're saying. You, you you a low class person in our society is often an immigrant, particularly from Latin America, who is working as a janitor or right. a or a cleaner of some kind. They have shitty shoes, quote unquote. They are dressed in like their work clothes. Yep. They might speak broken English. They walk into a room, no one gives a fuck about their opinion. Uh, They're invisible. A rich guy that is, you know, from Manhattan and has a beautiful, uh, you know, uh, penthouse and has, uh, you know, a, five cars and and flew in on his private jet. He walks into his room. You fucking bet you're going to listen to his jokes and you fucking bet you're going to pay attention. You might hate him.
1: He's going to complain that you're speaking Spanish at his local eatery.
0: (laughs) You might hate him. All right. You might hate him, but you look at him because he is highly visible. He walks into a room and you notice you're going to be like, again, you might hate him, but you can't ignore him. You know, uh, the woman who, you know, walks in and, you know, cleans your uh, your dishes and walks out of the room, like, and she opens her mouth, most people are just like, why the fuck are you talking to me? Like, who, you know? So, that's what, so, now... The guy with the, the 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 private jet he might be broke or in debt. That doesn't matter. The woman who cleans your plates could have invested a million dollars by that point. It right. doesn't money has no bearing. That's it's the true. it's the signaling the of appearance. The right. signaling of class. You know. In a similar way and this kind of blew my mind back in the day actually which which was cuz like when I was really learning about class I was a, I was a student and I thought, "Huh. Well, I'm super low class because not only do I not have a job right now, <laughs> but I'm also in debt, and I'm living on top ramen
1: you're negative class
0: <laughs> right i'm I'm lower than working class but then but then someone was like, "No, no, no, you're actually high class because you are getting an education right and and so just and it would be better you'd be even higher class if you had a bunch of money right but the fact that you're getting a graduate degree that you have the privilege to do so." That you're tall and you have your health right. and you speak English in a in a normal fashion in the United States. You don't appear like you're an immigrant. Like, all these factors. Like, the fact that you don't have money is a slight hindrance, but you have all Temporary. these... Temporary. but you have all these other markers of high class. Right. And I was like, what? I'm high class? <laughs> you know? And so, uh, and then... I, which is different. Like, in truth, you have little class. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, do you remember... Um, uh, Fat Albert.
1: Hey, 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 I'm Fat Albert. Did, did you
0: ever watch that? Oh, yeah, was, I I love that. There was a running joke about low class. Was there? Oh, you don't remember. Uh, they'd, be like, they'd be like, hey, you're like Memorial Day, man. And, you know, and some uh, of like, what do you mean I'm like Memorial Day? The other guy, no class. No class. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you beat that into our little stupid heads throughout our lives. And you know, I I, 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 take full responsibility for my own sure. participation in it too. Yeah, like I didn't, I could have gotten a shittier house, you know.
1: Well, so <laughs> I grew up in a in a place where, uh, in in history class, we learned about the class tiers that that were in our society in, in South America. Because it's more explicit. It was very explicit. Right. So it, they had these tiers where at the top were the uh, Spaniard uh, religious uh, Light- leaders. Light-skinned. Uh, well, not – not it, it, the light-skinned thing wasn't – well, actually, it was true as you moved down the tiers. Right. But at the top, they didn't even have to clarify. Oh. Of course they're light-skinned. <laughs> right. But the, the, the biggest point is, okay, at the top, the very top, the king and the queen. Below that were the Spanish...
0: A king and a queen of Colombia? Of Spain.
1: This is colonial times, oh. right? Uh, then, then there was the... And the, that applied to
0: when you were a kid?
1: No, no. What I'm saying is in history class, we learned oh. that. But, but that was, for a long time, that's how that society operated, right? And even after the revolution, like, that feeling remained.
0: Yeah. I, t- I, I, whenever I would go to Mexico, and I've been to all sorts of, like, rural Mexico, yeah. Mexico City... It's not Colombia, but but a similar uh, thing, which is the general population is brown skinned, right? And yet, everyone on TV looks like an Amer looks right. like a looks like a European, right. I should say. They're you know they're the Spanish descendants. <laughs> they're, they're, they're white, white, white. Right. And I'd be walking around Mexico City, and I'm like. Everyone is dark-skinned, <laughs> right. you know, and, and where are where are all these blondes that I'm seeing? Well, they're only on TV. Right, and most of Latin America
1: is ruled by the descendants of the, the white imperialists right. or the con- the conquistadors. So, you have, but think about if you're in a classroom. Which is you, by the way. Right, I know. You learned. Think about if you're in a classroom, and even though this is no longer technically true, you're staring at a diagram in your history book that shows you where each tier lands like a food pyramid of people and at the as you go down then you get to you know blacks and natives and mulattos and right. mumbles
0: and so and stuff. so back in the day they actually codified it into law sometimes yeah. in terms of where someone was right. you know in, in the united states we didn't we tried to get away from that but retained the notions of it and so that's why that in that context Which America is, you know, one of, uh, and, you know, America isn't the only, like, the Philippines, Japan.
1: And India has the caste system still. Yeah, India,
0: like, every society, uh, for the most part, uh, pretty much any society that has the luxury of having an upper class will be materialistic and classist.
1: England has royalty. Right. They have blue blood.
0: Yeah. And they've only recently allowed a black person in, in and a lowly American, right. you know. And it
1: caused all sorts of upheaval,
0: right? So, uh, and you know, you could you could call the alt right and the Brexit situation to be class based in terms of immigrants are low class, and you don't want to be associated with such things. So, um, so it's in that context that we have people who are desperate to be accepted and and have some of that sweet power of class. Yep. And they bump into real society and they have seemingly no way to climb that ladder. Yep. And then this charismatic fella comes into town with you know bells and whistles and you know he's an evangelical. I've seen these guys talk man, they are fucking yep. slick, you know.
1: And they make make you feel like They've cracked the
0: system right. and they're letting you in on the secret. They often have a backstory where they were homeless yep. and they, they've, they don't have a degree. They're not a special person. They're, yep. they're just a regular Joe, just like you. And, yep. and And they figured it out. They have the answer. Yep. And all you have to do is do this. And when you do this... These things are going to happen. Yes. And, and, and and let me give you more people, more examples, you know, and bells and whistles, and let's throw oh, some swag absolutely. at you. Well, oh, and as they're saying that, people
1: in the audience next to you right. that supposedly just came like you to listen are agreeing vigorously and clapping along. And, right. They're plants. And you're like, they're plants. Wow.
0: Yes. Which I experienced before, which was eerie, which I'll tell you in a second. But so now... Because you see this as an answer. I mean, it's similar to someone has terminal cancer, pancreatic cancer. And they've done a lot of tests and they've done some, you know, some treatments and the cancer is spreading. You're going to die. Yeah. You're going to die. And, you know, the doctor's like, uh, you might want to, like, yeah. wrap up your affairs because yeah. it could be soon. Three months tops. And someone comes along and says, there's this there's this guy who says that they found a cure for pancreatic cancer, right. and he's in Vietnam. And, you know, look at his website. He, you know, he, look we at him. He's got videos. He, yeah, and he has testimonials. Don't you think you're going to be a little receptive to that to that message? Don't you yep. think you're going to be like, well, I, there's no other, the, you know, Western medicine has no answers for me. Right. And this guy seems to have an answer like, I'm fucking desperate. Right. Book me a ticket. It's worth it. Okay, if you are stuck in a low class and you're working, you're on your feet all day, and you know you're you don't get to spend time with your kids very often, and right. you're just like fuck. Like I just I can't I can't even date anymore. I'm divorced. You don't have time for, and you just you just want you know you just want the special sweet life that you know is in your head. Now, of course, you move up the ladder you have all the same fucking problems, you know, it's not like suddenly you don't have problems. Uh, anyway, so, and then someone comes along and, and tells you very convincingly that I have the answer. I found the answer and, and look at these other people who I told the answer to, and they capitalized on it and they have, they're rich now too. And they're high class and they have all these things. Um and the sooner you get in, the better, because
1: you can have more people right. reporting to you.
0: And you, in school, teach nothing about critical thinking. You teach nothing about how to protect yourself from advertising. You teach nothing about how to protect yourself from charismatic speakers. You teach nothing about how to evaluate bullshit. You know what I mean? You no, just right. you just teach algebra right. and world history, a brief overview of world history. You just teach, um, you know, gerunds and nouns and shit. You don't teach, like, actual useful life skills like critical thinking right. and, and how to research something to make sure that it, it the claims can be supported by actual data, you know?
1: By the way, you know what just occurred to me is how so many jobs in our modern society are sales jobs, and yet you never learn any sales skills in school.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, or, or how to... Again, how to evaluate whether or not a claim is true. Yeah. Now, I know some teachers are out there doing that.
1: Yeah, I it's absolutely. But, <laughs>
0: but there should be one hour a day for from kindergarten to 12th grade spent yes. on this. It should not be like a, a module. I took
1: a class. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't
0: be a, or a module right. in your, I don't know, homeroom that you do for a week. Right.
1: Like I've had this debate before in, uh, with folks that I went to high school with and I've said, you know you don't learn any of these life skills like how to get a home mortgage and they're like well what about economics and, and true we had a six uh, a one semester course right. taught by a very good teacher when i was 16 and right. i probably absorbed 8% of the information well we had
0: this class called home ec yeah yeah right and home economics and we learned how to cook for a bit we learned how to sew and we learned how to do the stock market. We did like a fake stock market thing. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, it's helpful. It's helpful. <laughs> but it's a far cry from actually learning really how to live in that world, you know? <laughs> do
1: you remember that one time when you took that three-month course on addition and subtraction? Yeah. Oh, no. You did that for like 20 years. Right. 25 if you went to college. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's insane. Like, you know, geometry is basically required in high school for most students yeah. and I'm like you know there are other more important topics right and it's one thing if they
1: if and, and, this, like, and
0: this is coming from two people who love math love absolutely but
1: it's one thing if it was like look we've analyzed the curriculum and actually we, based on the data if you learn geometry you're more likely to understand critical thinking and all these things Great. Bravo. Yeah. But instead, it's just like, well, we have check marks. We, ha- we have to cross these off. Right. You ha- how, could you grind- how could you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat?
0: <laughs> On that, let's take a break. What do you say, Berto? Yep. Okay, we're back from the break. Let's give out some swag to some patrons who have uploaded a picture. So, these are new new patrons who uploaded a picture of themselves. We got Julie from Texas. Julie! We got... Uh, we have Lillian from New Orleans. No, wait. From, from Sweden, it looks like. Oslo. Lillian. Oslo, is that Sweden?
1: Lillian is a very nice name. We, is that... Doesn't Lily mean... um
0: Wait, Lily means
1: Lily. That's a flower.
0: Oh wait, it's Lil Ann. Lil Ann. Oh, Lil Ann. Lil Just Lilin. Lilyn. Lilin. And we got Rachel from Florida. Rachel. And we have John from Stockholm.
1: John, is it J-O-N or J-O-H-N?
0: J-O-H-N. Okay. And one more. We have Lindsay from Colorado. Lindsay. All right, so uh, if you haven't become a patron yet, do so now. Go to patreon.com and sleep well at night knowing that you're not being a mooch. <laughs>
1: yeah, cure your insomnia once and for all.
0: <laughs> okay, so in that context of uh, classism and, and programming and privilege and uh, desperation and yet no way of you know actually getting up that ladder – and no way of evaluating charlatans, and then you introduce a charlatan who has refined his pitch knowing that you are desperate to climb that class mm. ladder. He knows that, and he knows exactly how to press those buttons in, in certain people. Now, that just gets the ball rolling. Right. Now, next is the years of the person buying into it. Well, this is a known psychological process where – in a motivated reasoning where we we need to believe you know so, someone that's in amway for example and they're they they've been doing it for 3 years and they're still low class yeah but they'll start making excuses because if if there's they have two options in their mind they can either say to themselves i've made a terrible mistake a la arrested development <laughs> or and 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 in that they have to admit that they've that they're stupid, right. that there's possibly no way to climb the ladder. Which, by the way, none of which is true. <laughs> right. But yeah. that's the conclusion. That's their
1: conclu- yeah, right.
0: There's no, I'm stupid. They there's, fear that conclusion. There's no way to climb the ladder, um, and I've wasted my time, and I've embarrassed myself because right. I've told all my friends this is my thing.
1: Because concluding, all right, well, I tried it. It didn't seem to work. I think I'm going to try something else. Right.
0: If If someone ordered like a you know, a drink from the bar and they didn't like it. That's they're still highly motivated to like that by the way. But it's much easier to give that up than right. than something like this where you've Dreams. invested all sorts of time and money. And, and probably um, stressed relationships around themselves. Right. You've proselytized. Yes. You've maybe even gotten, you know, some of your close family members involved. Some people might not be happy at you because they tried to get involved and it didn't go well. Right. And, You're all in. Yeah. Uh, so that's that, so that's so if you admit reality, that's that's what you have to contend with, right. or you can convince yourself of another reality, which is no Amway is the answer. I just have to try harder. I haven't tried hard enough. Right? Uh, there's a new program that this this oh, yes. this guy that. is throwing out of like, or a new tip on how to get people involved, or a new lead or something. Yeah. A new product to really get the you know stuff going. If and, I buy more product, right. is the thing you know. Yeah, I need more products. Yeah. You know, I need more. You know, that's what they're Double telling down, me. Double down, triple down. Yeah, and because then I can really you know. And so uh, you that's and then you're 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 in it to win it, and then you you're you're impervious to people trying to convince you of something different. And like I can
1: imagine the number one tip at the conferences is don't make the rookie mistake of under buying product yeah. because you're going to sit there and people are going to be, be Trust. Have you used these products? People are going to be begging you and right. you're going to have to say, I'm sorry.
0: I'm all out of stock. Right. And that's just, what's so funny to me. Uh, and I think I probably would have bought it. I would have believed it when I was young, but as I got older, I'm like, I, I, because of critical thinking and experience, I guess I was like, so what's the chance that Amway has some sort of monopoly on the best soap in the world? You know what I mean? Like, what's the chance that Amway or Herbalife has a monopoly right. on the best supplements that are in existence for humans? Like, right. what's the chance that someone else doesn't have the same product? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Herbalife doesn't have a patent on vitamin C. You know what I mean? Like, why? I'm sure they have some way of trying to right. convince that it's a differentiation. But so, yeah. Um, Meanwhile, you are continuing to buy product every month and maybe even haranguing your mom into buying product. And you're sending money up the chain, which is motivating them to convince you even further to stick with it because yeah. they're also trying to work their way up the chain as well. And that's why multi-level marketing exists. Yeah. So
1: the, the thing that uh, I, when I was, um, let's see, I was certainly in my, I think I might have been 22, 21 uh, I went to an Amway presentation.
0: And who who dra- who drugged you? Uh, uh, a friend you? of mine.
1: I'll, I will not name the...
0: Do I know? Him? Yes. No.
1: Um Bastard. Th- don't worry. They're no, they're, they're, they're no longer in it. But anyways, so I went, and the whole time I had this sleazy feeling, right? Because the, the guy was just showing off the whole time. And the thing that he kept saying that kept rubbing me the wrong way is, you will never have to work again. You will never have to work again. And in my mind, I kept saying, I like working, right? Now, there is a difference from, and granted, I'm so privileged. I get to say things like, I like my work, right? It's very different from, uh, actually, I wish I didn't have to wake up at 4 a.m. every morning, work two jobs, go to bed at at 2 a.m. in the morning, get two hours of sleep and do it all over again and have blisters and injuries, right? Okay, if that's my reality, that's different, right? But from my privileged position, I, I remember say, saying to myself, that doesn't actually sound great. Like, I don't want to just not work for the rest of my life. I want to do things, right? But the thing they kept selling was, you'll never have to work again. You'll never have to work again. So that was the, that for me, that was the thing that got me to say, yeah, no. The second part about it was everyone wore suits and had this very like, like we're going over this cliff together mentality. And I hate groups like i hate clicks i hate groups oh and so i was like i
0: don't right. want to be in this right. so that that's another factor that i didn't mention which is that there is a very compelling a group mob mentality that that's why they there's no there's no it's it's not a mistake that they do these in large auditoriums right uh it, you know they don't sit down one on one or make you watch a YouTube video. Like they, they want to get you into that room so they can one make you get a part of the mob. Yep. And two, to make you feel like you're a part of something.
1: And that you'd be missing out. Right. Because look at all these other people that are signing
0: up. Right, missing out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. FOMO. Yeah. So so that's that's why it happens and it's it's just a s for the most... I mean there are legitimate people who actually do make money doing it, and it's all relatively legal. You know, so so I mean? to
1: be clear, the, the people at the top of Amway are like billionaires; like they they have a shit sh- right. ton of money. But
0: there's mid-level people who are also making money. You know, but the the chance that any individual is going to get to where even like they just ten percent of what they claim you're going to get is just mathematically impossible.
1: But again, absolutely. But again, I would say, look, if you want to advertise it like a job, the way other jobs have to do it, right? Because jobs can't actually, you can't have a a car wash business that puts ads out for wanted ads and say, uh, you know, pretty likely in one year of working at this car wash, you'll be able to retire and buy
0: a million dollar yacht. That, that's not what you do. Right. Right. Right? If they advertise it like, so this is a self-employed salesman, yeah. sales position where you sell our products. You don't have to show up at 6 a.m. anywhere. Yeah. You dictate your own hours. You drive your own schedule. You can make a website. You, you can make sell it to your friends. Lots you're- of
1: things. And, and, and you're ultimately not selling garbage. They it, it it may it not be the best products yeah.
0: ever, but they're certainly good products. And if you manage to sell... A lot, and you're a really good salesperson. You'll make good. Good. You'll money. make a. You'll make yeah. a lot of money, just like at yeah. any other job, right? Yeah. But that's just not like what they, at any other job.
1: There's one CEO, right? A few VPs, and a lot of middle management, right. and then a ton of lore.
0: Right. But that's not plus. what they say. That's not what they right. say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I hope that answers your question, Patreon. Uh. The the experiences I'll say is that I was looking for a job when I was in college and. I, this is back before the internet. So I just responded to this ad in the paper or maybe I was introduced to this guy or something. And, and he's like, he's like, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to interview for the job. He's like, yeah, it's like a businessy job or something. Right. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'd love to interview. And so he's like, okay, well meet me at the McDonald's on, on 45th in Wallingford. And I'm like, mcdonald's he's like yeah well i just like to i just like to meet there with people and i'm like oh okay that's weird but but i'm like i'm like okay yeah Yeah, let's do it (laughs) i dress up in a suit and tie oh they told you
1: to dress up no i just Oh, you did it okay okay.
0: when you go to an interview you dress up all right
1: because you thought it was right
0: (laughs) so i so i dress up you know i show up on time i walk into the mcdonald's and he's there and i sit down and he he's he's just like talking to me and i'm like He's talking to me like I got the job. This is right. weird because normally I'm I'm like stressed out trying to. Imp- he, right. He's talking to me like I already got the job, but but I'm but I'm just sort of looking at him and I'm confused, which wasn't uncommon. When you you <laughs> know, when you're young, everything, yeah, everything especially the the lose. world of work, just confused <laughs> me a lot. Like I just remember just I remember being a young person and just being in meetings and it's like, what are people talking about? But anyway, <laughs> so and which you know still happens sometimes, but anyway. And then he hands me this, this, uh, this box with all this stuff in it. And so he's like, "I will not you take this home and look it over and let me know what you think. And so I'm like, oh, okay. Because I'm just in like, try to impress this guy mode, because right. I think he is going to make me, you know, give me a good job. I walk away, I drive home, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? And so I open the box, and I look inside, and I'm like, what is all this Soaps shit? and stuff. <laughs> well, no, it was like... Uh, like a VHS cassette, on oh, materi-
1: uh, learning materials for the yeah, okay,
0: and it could have been Amway, I don't know, but I I just remember th- kind of sifting through this, uh, and I can't remember how what happened after that, but I, I remember at some point kind of turning a corner in my mind and going, I don't think this was a job, I think I think <laughs> I'm like going to become some sort of weird salesperson, right, and that to my to my friend Chris Huber, who you know, yeah, that would totally appeal to him. Because he's in sales, he loves to sell. Yeah. I mean, he he had a job in high school where he would sell perfume knockoffs to <laughs> two salespeople in the mall. Oh so, wow! So he would walk through Bellevue Square, and you know he would just walk into the Squire shop or to Nordstrom, <laughs> and he would walk up to the to sa- a to the salespeople, and he would sell them cheap perfume. That's and, insane. That's how he he loved that job. What? So, so, so uh. anyway, I, I get this pitch and I'm like, this is bullshit. And then it could be a while to give it back to him. The other experience I had was again in the paper, they said, come, you know, interview for this job. And so I'm like, Oh, it sounds like a great opportunity. I go down there, dress up in my suit, you know, get there early. Get, I got my resume in hand, walk into the front door. There's all these young people at these desks, you know, with yeah. phones and stuff. And, I, and I'm just like, oh, okay, you know, what's going on? And I can tell, like, everyone's kind of looking at me a little bit, like, oh, who's this guy? Then, then it's like, uh, you know, have a seat, you know, uh, so-and-so will be with you in a bit. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got to nail this interview. Yeah. Got to be impressive, right? And so this is before I was a, th- a therapist, you know, this is back when I was just a business person, you know. And uh, they bring us into this, um, there's a couple of other applicants, and they bring us into this area. And there's probably I don't know like twenty people sitting in these seats, and this guy comes out and he starts to give this presentation about water filters uh-huh. and and I'm like, S- what is this?" and I notice that every time he makes a claim, you know like uh, so this is the best water filter uh we have a patent on this special filtration. Watch this slideshow and when when he and he's talking, and I'm just like. You know, I don't really give a fuck about water filtration, but okay, whatever. And then all of a sudden, the people next to me are just like, "Whoa, cool!" Clap, 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 clap. You know, and and I'm and I'm just taking I'm just taking note of it. I'm just like, "Wow, is this really that exciting?" I'm like, "Man, these people are pretty enthusiastic about this." Yeah. This goes like,
1: on. where you, you like? Maybe I'm not getting why this is so amazing.
0: Um, I don't remember what I just. I think I was also confused as to be like, so what's the job? Right. Because surely this isn't a door to door sales job. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to do door to door sales. Right. You know, because that's kind of the vein he was talking yeah, yeah. about. But I thought, well, maybe this is like a presentation on their product, and I'm going to be like a like a account manager right. or something. I don't know. And then this is going on for a while, then all of a sudden I'm just I, I I take a step back in my brain, I'm like, wait a second, what's happening here? And I start taking note of every other person is enthusiastic. <laughs> so I, like, I I started I started I started looking at like, okay, enthusiastic person, con- enthous- confused- confused, person. confused rube like me. Uh, enthusiastic person, confused woman who looks like she doesn't know why she's here. Enthusi- you know, it was just like total yeah, checkerboard. Yeah. yeah, and I was, and then I uh, suddenly it just dawned on me what was happening, and I just thought, this is fucking bullshit. I mean, I, you know, you get your hopes up, and you, you dress up, you get down there, and I'm like, not <laughs> only you know is this not the job that was advertised in the paper, but these people are lying. Yeah. you know what I mean. And you know, come on! It's uh, there. There are rare moments where I want to be violent, you know. But like, I want to go back to that presentation, stand up, and just punch every other person in the face, I just feel like, <laughs> "Every other person, fuck you for wasting my and time!" The guy,
1: you got the robes on accident, <laughs> dude. Um, years and years later from that first one, but still like. 14 years ago. <laughs> so 14 years ago, I was sitting at work and I get a phone call from a recruiter. Hi, I'm a recruiter for this tech company. And I'm like, "Oh, tech company. Okay. And I felt so privileged I was getting a call from a recruiter. Is that what
0: he said? Tech company?
1: He said a name. Oh. Um, the name he gave was this company. Actually, I'm not going to spoil it. But he gave a name. And I had never heard of this. And I was like, okay, all right. Um, uh, and, I, and internally I'm going like oh this is exciting I'm getting recruited I'm, I must be hot shit like they must have gotten my name from somewhere you know like and something sure what's up right how much do you want to pay me anyway so he's like alright well so uh, you sound like the right kind of person uh, how about we meet at Starbucks <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me an address I was like um okay so I show up I didn't wear a suit but I did dress you know sort of nice
0: it's I so show funny up. it's like can't they find just like a temporary office or <laughs> a park would be better? What? Do you know what I mean? Because like meeting at a Starbucks, it's like it's another person's business. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it yeah. it's, it's like it's, it seems like there's yeah. got to be a better solution to that.
1: So we meet up there, and he's got all these uh, little pull. You know, pulls out all these sheets of paper and stuff. Okay, so the company name is QuickStar.
0: Quick, what's that? Quickstar, okay. Is that like an Amway
1: thing? So, so I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I haven't heard of Quickstar. And he's like, yeah, okay, so this is a brand new, like it's an internet 2.0 company before internet 2.0, right? And it's like this what is- What is
0: internet 2.0?
1: Well, internet 2.0 was basically, you know, the first swath of internet companies were all sort of um, very simple transactional companies. You go to the website, you might register, maybe you sign in with a name or something, and then you take some actions and you do it. Internet 2.0, uh, first of all, the the languages used to develop Internet 2.0 websites changed. The sites got a lot more dynamic. So it wasn't like, you know, old websites were like, L- refresh the page. Right. There's your sheet. Yeah. there your form. Fill it out. Press submit. Refresh the page, right? Internet 2.0 is like the website's almost like an app. You know, it's got a lot of little dynamic elements and things like that. Uh-huh. It really has the extensive database systems associated with it. I thought it was
0: literally like a different platform.
1: No, no, it's just well. Anyways, so the point is, he says we're working with all the top tech companies: IBM, Microsoft, Oracle, all these things. Throws out all these big names. I'm like, wow, okay, this sounds really interesting. So, so what's the like? What's the job? It's like, it's, I'm, I'm so glad you asked like that. This. This is going to change everything. Like the way that people buy things will never be the same. And so on and on and on. Eventually, he has me follow him, drive down south all the way to like Renton, I think. Or South Center.
0: Oh, my God. We go to South
1: Center. And we go to – this time it's more like a business, like an office park. And they've clearly rented out a space and I arrive and, and same thing there's a whole bunch of people like me they were like oh I think you've told me this yeah story. it's like a little confused looking and I'm starting to suspect I'm starting to suspect of the worst but I asked him point blank I said wait is this Amway and he said no okay so now I get there and they, this other slicker guy starts doing his presentation and I'm sitting there and I'm listening and I'm listening and I'm like this is fucking Amway.
0: Is QuickStar like a part of Amway or something? So what they did is they they
1: they knew that people had started got knowing what Amway was. They had sort of a negative association, so they at they created this new entity called QuickStar and capitalized on the fact that there was all these internet startups and people were making so much money with internet and stuff like that. And that's how they would sell it. They'd say, "Look, this is an internet company. It's going to change the way that." So it's
0: like late nineties kind of thing.
1: Uh, but this was 2004.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, still in that yeah, time. Yeah. A little a little late to the game, but... Yeah.
1: This is going to... Ch- oh, maybe it's 2003, but still. This is going to change the way that...
0: What were they that, uh, proposing? Like you were going to start your own website or something?
1: No. It's Amway. You just sell with via web as well. That's it. You literally buy Amway products, and you sell them, and you recruit others. It's Amway. It's the same thing. It's just rebranded, and you can sell online. You can buy your products online. You can try to sell them online.
0: <sighs> That's stupid.
1: And so... What'd I, you do?
0: Did you punch everyone in the face? <laughs> no. God damn it. Here's what I told Someone you. Someone needs to punch these people in the face. I mean, again, if you want to sell Amway, you want it like, do it. But don't fucking
1: don't lie. Lie, don't lie.
0: Don't deceive.
1: Here's what I told the...
0: the don't waste my time. Right.
1: Here's don't what get I told my hopes me. up. The, the dude, I said, look, I... I feel like I have an idea in my head of how I could try to sell these products, but it's my own way of doing it. <laughs> if if I can do that, if I can buy some some part, uh, amount of product and then go sell it, I actually, I think I could be quite successful. And they said, and I said, but I don't want to wear a suit, and I don't want to come to these kind of meetups. And they said, that's not how it works.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: They said, no, no, no. You, you, th-
0: you would think they'd be like, sure, nope. you know. No, Why? Because they need
1: – it's. think about it. It's like Scientology. It's like, you need the control over the system because if you lose control over the system, what's to stop me from – That's so weird. I know? would have
0: thought they would be like, yeah, go for it if you can sell because you'll still make money for the person. No, yeah, it's the
1: McDonald's. It's like you cannot veer from the system. If you veer from the system, we lose control and that's not what we want. We have think, – think about it from the perspective so, of the higher-ups.
0: So, so Amway people are required to go to meetings? Yeah, yeah. And wear the suits and stuff, yeah. And wear suits? Yeah, yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's like a cult.
1: Well, I mean, if you think about it from the top, they have a winning formula that makes them millions and millions of dollars.
0: Why fuck with it? <laughs> yeah.
1: Because the key is it doesn't work for me. But it works for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. It well, convinces I mean, it a lot of people. I get, I guess why they do it because they need you to be a sheep, you know, and, and they need you to. Well,
1: it's a lot harder to leave something. That you are so committed to, you're right. traveling to these meetups. Right, you have all this peer pressure. Now the right. pe- now if you feel embarrassed to say that you're starting to doubt. If no, 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 no. And then if you do say that, they're like, "Oh, I felt like you too." But here, you know, it's right. you are part of the community. If you're a lone wolf buying and selling, you're not going to do it for long term. Yeah, worse, worse even if you start being successful with your own system.
0: Now you're competition. Well, I hope that answers your question, Patron Rachel. That said,
1: uh, I fully recommend products, because they're so high-quality.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, and other people, let us know what you think. Uh, you can email us at contact at psychology in dot com. Brito's going to have his own Twitter thing. We have a Twitter thing, psych, at psych in Seattle. Uh, so, feel free to let us know how you feel. Uh, Did you just
1: say psych? Psych!
0: Well, because... that. <laughs> Uh, Twitter handles have to be shorter yeah. than psychology in Seattle. So it's, so I shortened it to psych in Seattle, Psych in Seattle. uh, Berto, you and I are going to see friends tomorrow, which is the movie. Oh, you did get your ticket. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Which is the movie between, uh, Wiseau and, and Greg Sestero.
1: Right. I am not, I'm not anticipating it being nearly as fun as. The
0: yeah. World. Well, one, uh, you know, I imagine it's going to be a raucous, uh, Room crowd. Yeah,
1: so maybe we won't even be able to listen to the movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. But uh, so I have a gripe, uh, <sighs> Brito.:
1: Gripe of wrath. Let's hear it.
0: I mean, it's sort of a gripe, but it's also kind of a discussion. Is did you read that Elon Musk email to his employees at Tesla where he talked about like how to save money and stuff?
1: I did not.
0: So Elon, so Tesla is bleeding money apparently. Oh, is it? Even though it's like you know a hugely popular car and and company, right? They, they are not doing well money wise. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, apparently trying to get a automobile startup is hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so to save money, he sent out a, a very uh, Elon Musk style email that was extremely blunt, and he he said in it. He told everyone, look, we have to save money somehow. Mm-hmm. And so here, here's how we're going to do it. Instead of firing people, here's how we can all contribute. Don't have large meetings. Like, okay. large meetings are a waste of time. Uh, and if you want to have in any kind of meeting, keep them very short, right. he said. And if you're at a meeting that is not useful to you, wa- walk out. Yeah. Just stand up and walk out of the meeting because... You're you're wasting your time, which means you're you're wasting money. You need to be doing other things. You know what I mean? Uh, if you're on a phone call, a conference call that is not useful to you, or you don't you can't tell if there's any use to it, hang up. Uh, if there is a chain of command issue, meaning that your boss or your boss's boss is getting in your way, feel free to sidestep that and go straight to the top. You know, just communi- If if your boss is getting in your way. Go uh, go higher. Don't worry about it. Also, if there are rules that you're, everyone's supposed to follow and you know they're obviously ridiculous, please break those rules. Oh. What do you think about all this, bro? Wow,
1: that's very interesting. I mean, a lot of those things sound very good. I mean, at least um, in the sense that having worked in various different – no, having had – Knowing people that have worked in various different tech jobs, <laughs> they spend a lot of times in meetings <laughs> yeah. and it, it is a lot of wasted time.
0: Would you just stand up and walk out of a meeting? Like say you work yeah. at Tesla and the next day you're at a long meeting. Would you just stand up and walk out? Certainly. You would? Yeah. Just be like, fuck this.
1: Well, right. more, more importantly, I'd be like, I, I agree with that email. Hence, I am exercising my right.
0: You wouldn't feel bad because, like, you know, usually there's someone leading the meeting or talking at the meeting. Well,
1: to be fair, it, he said if you feel your time is being wasted. Yeah. So I don't generally feel my time is being wasted when someone is not wasting my time. Yeah. So I, if I felt my time was being wasted, I would stand up and walk out of the meeting.
0: Interesting. Well, yeah, I have a lot of things to say about this, too, similar to what you're saying. I totally agree with what Elon Musk is saying. Uh, When I became program director at my university, I suddenly realized that program directors spend an enormous amount of time in meetings, and a majority of those meetings are useless. Actually, I, prior to becoming program director as just a regular faculty member, spent a lot of time in worthless meetings as well. I remember I was on this one committee for the budget It was like the budget and planning committee or something. And there were probably like 15 people in this committee at my university. And it met, I think every other week or something for three hours on a Thursday, I would walk I would walk into that meeting like with a notepad, like ready to take notes, ready to contribute. And everyone would kind of debate for what seeming, they seemed to be disagreeing about something for three hours and I would have no idea what they were (laughs) doing. And, And I suspect, looking back, that they were not actually talking about anything real. They were just like they loved to hear themselves talk. (laughs) And instead of like saying, "Well, let's table this because we have some actually planning to do," you know, there were there were meetings. uh, Ninety-nine percent of the meetings I went to, and then even as program director, were spent. And because after a while, I started actually keeping track. I'd be like, "Okay, in this meeting, I'm going to keep track as to." have we accomplished anything? (laughs) Has anything been accomplished? You know, like when I, when I lead a meeting, I have things I have to accomplish. You have
1: an agenda. Like you you
0: want, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have like, there's a new policy I have to train my professors on. There is a student that is causing problems that we have to discuss. Come to an agreement. And come to an agreement about how we're, you know, we have to come to a plan about how we're going to deal with this. We have a retreat. We have to plan and we have to decide on a date. Okay, everyone, come to the meeting. We're going to decide on that. So, but I would go to these meetings, and the the people who are in charge of the meetings would just kind of sit down and be like, "Okay, well, let's check in," and then like <laughs> twenty five people will go around the table checking in, and some saying people, whatever random. <laughs> oh my god! Some people would some people would just you know the the the, the, the you know it would come around to them out of the twenty five people. And they'd be like, well, no, I got to back up. (laughs) So the meeting would start at noon or one or something. And I'm an on-time person. I I don't fuck around when it comes to time. (laughs) I am extremely punctual. Have I ever been late to anything you've been involved in? (laughs) No. I'm early. Yes. So I take other people's time extremely seriously. And so if the meeting starts at one, I'm there at at 10 to one and I'm sitting in the, in the meeting room ready to go. Or I'm in my office like, okay, meeting is in 10 minutes. Make sure you're done. So I walk into the meeting room. Okay. Every meeting was like this. I sit down there and at one o'clock I would be the only one there. Or maybe there'd be one, other person there. And and I'd be like, am I in the right room? And then like five minutes later, another person would trickle in and I'd be like, so are we having this meeting that, (laughs) and and the meeting will have been on We at the university we have meetings that are on the books two years in advance. Oh, wow. Universities are on schedules that span years. Oh, wow. Like you can have an, you can have an interim person that will be the interim for three years. Huh. Do you know what I mean? Like you, <laughs> things move enormously slow sure. at university. So it's not like this meeting was sudden. Do you know what right, I mean? It was right. like this, this meeting has, was told to me a year ago and I put it into my calendar, you yeah. know? And so here I am sitting here and 15 minutes in, about half the people are there, and I've asked
1: fifteen uh, minutes. Yeah,
0: half an hour. Uh, finally, you know, twenty five minutes, in, the leader has finally entered the room. Oh
1: my god!
0: And they're like, "Oh, sorry, you know, I, I was, I was, I lost track of time." They sit down, and I'm like, "Typical." And then they're like, "Oh, is everyone here yet?" And you know, and we kind of go around the room. Oh, so and so isn't here yet. Okay, we'll give them some time.
1: Oh my god!
0: Another ten minutes go by. Now we're thirty five minutes past one. And I'm just sitting there going, like, I could be doing so many other things. And it would really aggravate me sometimes because some days that was the only thing I had to do on campus. Yeah. So I could have been working from home. Ugh. I could have been correcting papers. I could have been calling students. Right. I could have been practicing. I could have been doing all these other things. And, but I drove down the campus. And I, and so, yeah. So I'm sitting there 35 minutes in and then the leader okay well, let's get started with the meeting and I'm thinking really 35 minutes in now well, why not wait another 5 years I mean who cares about time no one you know? And so 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 then uh, the leader would say okay let's check in So then so then you know the check-in now it starts and then we get around to you know uh, you know Joanne and Joanne proceeds to talk about everything that's going on in her life Right, And I'm thinking, if all of us, uh, you know, great. If this was a meeting of three people, great. (laughs) But if we, and and I'm thinking in my mind, okay, if everyone checks in for three minutes, three minutes times 25 (laughs) is 75 minutes. So our check-in, if everyone limits themselves to three minutes, which seems like not that much time, we're going to be here for another hour and 15 minutes just checking just in. checking in. Hearing people talk about their bullshit life. Like I I don't I have friends, I have family. I don't need to know about, you the know, that the, the yeah, the payroll persons especially at universities, especially a lot of these administrative jobs, you know, there's high turnover, you know, like yeah. um at least from my perspective. Anyway. So so then everyone checks in. It comes around to me and I'm always like real fast. Everything's fine in my life. You know, passing the mic to Mike. You know, what, you know, I'm always just they, like, oh, share more. Yeah, and people would get get upset at me. They're like, oh, you're so reserved. And I'm just like, I'm not reserved. I just hate you, people. You know. <laughs> so, so so then so then we'd get through the thing, and then they would be like, okay, finally, we're at the meat of the meeting, and we're like an hour and ten minutes into this meeting, and I'd be and sh- and then they'd be like, so, um, yeah, so you know, we were, you know, and and then then there's like the upper management would just sort of report something to us. Right. They'd just be like, so this is happening and this <sighs> is happening. And I'd be and the whole time I'm, cause I'm evaluating the whole time. I'm thinking that could have been sent in an email that, that whole five minute presentation could have been reduced to one sentence. <laughs> that whole 15 minute presentation was completely useless. Like I don't, there's nothing I can do with that information. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to me. Like there's nothing I can do. Um, and then the meeting would end and I would walk out and I'd just be like hanging my head like
1: Oh my god That's
0: two and a half hours I can't get back <laughs> and I'd turn to like a colleague or something and I'd be like, Man, oh, yeah, that was a meeting or something. And inevitably my colleagues would be like, Yeah, great meeting.
1: Oh my god. And I
0: just look at them like, What planet are you on? Oh <laughs> now I get that and I, I devalue this and I shouldn't, which is like team building and getting to know your coworkers and this kind of thing. It's fine. Great, I actually love that. You know, like a retreat and they're like, let's do a game or, or, or let's let's do a dance or but let's, that's what that activity that's is. That's what it's for. And it's just like, okay, I can get in this. But this is supposedly a meeting that we have on the books, you know, a year a in advance. Three hour meeting. That right. is supposed to be to produce something for our jobs, for right. our organization. And it's and every meeting was like this, Umberto, and it would just <laughs> and and this was this was really the main reason why i promoted someone into my job at program director was just <laughs> these incessant meetings and i'm too narcissistic to to sit through stuff like that like other people will just sit through it and they'll agree like yeah that meeting was a little useless and to, but to them they don't really they're not narcissistic like me in the sense that they don't care about their time that much yeah. to me i am so protective of my time right like if I'm super impatient, you know, like if I have to wait in a line like a, like a sheep, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like I, 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 it better be worth it. You know what I mean? Like I, and I'll sit in a a line and I'll be like, okay, is this worth sitting in a a line for for five (laughs) minutes or, or I'm better than that. You know, I, I deserve better, you know? And so I would sit through those meetings just narcissistically going like, I'm better than this. I don't need to be here. So, that's why I'm no longer program director. So, when Elon Musk says <laughs> to – and so, the other thing I, I learned as program director was when I scheduled meetings with my entire program, we wouldn't get anything done. Because I would propose something, and then there's just too many voices in the room. You know uh, what I mean? It, too like, many cooks. Too many cooks. Yeah. Like, there's always going to be too many dissenting opinions. Right. You know? And so – uh, and there's always one person in the room that will just drag it down, you know, mm-hmm. where it, they become like completely intractable and, sure. and rigid. They're just like, well, that's not going to work because of blah, 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 blah. And so, therefore, I'm never going to go along with that. Right, right. right. And it's like, uh, where it's so nothing would happen, even if it was like six people. But if I got it down to like three, we could actually get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Even if I wasn't in charge, you know, it was just like, look, you take over. Like, three people can get stuff done, six people can't, and certainly not 20. Right. Like, a 20-person meeting is basically people reporting shit to you. <laughs> and again, there's a thing called email. You know what I mean? The other thing I had a problem with my organization, and I think other organizations have this problem, is when they did send an email, they will send the longest fucking email. Like, they have one idea they're trying to communicate to everybody. Right. Like, it could be an idea like, we have a new form... For graduating students. Uh, the old form is out, the new form is in. Here's the new form. Instead of saying, and when I was program director, what I would say is this is the new form for program direct for, for graduating students, period. And I wouldn't even sign my name. Yeah. It's just like you you can see who it's fucking from. I don't have to sign my name. It's just more yeah. shit to read. You know what I mean? People, upper management, when they send out these emails, it'll be like Hey, how's your summer? So, you know, the Mariners are doing well. And, like, all this fucking fluff. Like, they're yes. trying to, like, they're trying to, like... Um, Bury the lead. <laughs> they're, well, they're trying to interact or something. Sure, sure, And they're like, so, we had an interesting meeting the other day in which we discussed, like, our procedures about graduating students. And there were some complaints about this and that. And, and at, at this point, I'm like, fuck it, delete. Because I'm like, I don't want to... It's too long. Yeah. You know what I mean? End end of my. I'm too narcissistic. I got better shit to do. So, but inevitably, at some point, someone will be like, you know, did you get that email? I was like, uh, yeah, I read half of it, and you know, it bored. Did you know that we have new TPS reports? Yeah, at some very even literally small print, you know, they will actually mess with the font, and it'll be at the bottom. It'll be like, uh, blah 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 blah. Oh, new, here's the new form. <laughs> new form. Yeah, and it, and it's like. It's so frustrating cuz these the people who write these emails, it's like they think this is the only email that I'm going to read that day. <laughs> like I get one email a week and it's and from an and hour. it's from the president of my university <laughs> and it's like dumb shit. I read probably 300 emails a day. <laughs> and if your email is 5 paragraphs then <laughs> Uh, you know, it looks like spam. You know what I mean? <laughs> like anything that doesn't get to the fucking point. Yeah. I, you know, uh, either I'm going to delete it or I'm going to like glance over it and miss it. You know what I mean? Anyway, so when Elon Musk says, uh, keep meeting short, walk out of meetings, just hang up, don't, you know, ignore the chain of command, uh, ignore rules when they're ridiculous. I'm just like, yes. Yeah. I love totally.
1: it. totally. The The hard part to understand though is um. Why, like enforcing this is tricky because he's he's saying I want the culture to change. Yeah. Right? I want folks to act this way. Um, so if he has empowered truly empowered people, including middle management, to enforce that, that can work. But you were just asking me, would I actually walk out if it doesn't feel safe for me to walk out because there'll right. be repercussions? Then no, I
0: well and um you emotionally don't want to hurt someone's feelings. You know, presumably someone is leading the meeting or, you know, in charge of the meeting or talking or presenting and emotionally you're just going to stand up and walk out. But honestly, I I've done that before. Like I've, I've been in meetings where I like, I'm just growing increasing now that I'm not program director. I don't have to be (laughs) in the meeting all the time, you know, and I don't, No one's really looking up to me like I'm just a regular employee. And so if I'm in a meeting, yeah, I'll absolutely just – I'll just stand up and walk out.
1: I've definitely been in meetings where it's like an an hour long, not necessarily three hours, but it's like an hour long meeting where half an hour goes by debating whether we need to have another meeting to discuss a topic because some of the members didn't make it to this meeting. And literally, there's like a back and forth about, well, why can't we start talking about it today? Fill in the other people. And then someone's like, well, but they I, see if I weren't here, I would really be. And so then half an hour goes by, and guess what? We decide that we need another meeting. Some people, do
0: <laughs> so, you know, like you, I, I assume that you would never participate in a conversation like that because it sounds ridiculous. No,
1: I, you know what? But
0: I, some people, They love that shit. Like, they, they, I I swear to God, there's some people who wake up in the morning and say, like, I can't wait to drag a meeting to a halt by having, by latching on to some random opinion of mine.
1: Knowing me, what do you think my contributions are during these types of.
0: You would go after those people.
1: Well, but I have to be.
0: Yeah, diplomatically. So
1: what I do is I make fun. Right, oh. I, I make so. Right. Oh, you I make some to,
0: convoluted joke. Like. Well,
1: or just I try to poke fun of the whole situation. Like, well, maybe we need another meeting. To, you know, and then people do laugh and they they get it, but we still keep doing it. Right.
0: Yeah, I swear to God, there's just some some people where I think they're so disconnected from the pragmatics or something, the practical yeah. nature of of an organization, and they you know they're in a meeting and they're hearing things and they have an emotional response particularly late the the longer the meeting the more sort of decompensated people get mm. and you just sort of get locked into this like idea of just like right. i don't like that i don't like this you know like um we can't we certainly can't talk about this if these other people aren't here because if i weren't here if i weren't here and that's right. wrong and you know you, you you see how revolutions begin. You know, right, like people right. get just locked in on this idea of just like no, no, this is where it's, You know, but then you have other people. shalt
1: not pass. pass. Yeah, and then you have other
0: people <laughs> who are just like, who are like, well, but we have a deadline, and those people, since they're not here, don't deserve to chime in. You know what I mean? <laughs> they they. They, I, you know, I have a problem with people showing up late, you know, to meetings, you know, meetings, you know, blah, 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 you know and and you just have these warring factors.
1: On vacation, God.
0: <laughs> so anyway, I want to end today's episode with talking about what I've watched. You know, every once in a while I could check in on what I've been watching. Right. So I saw Bright. Have you seen Bright? No. It's the movie, Netflix movie, with Will Smith.
1: Oh right, no, no, I have not seen it. I heard bad things.
0: Yeah, I gave it a three. Oh, okay. um, there were moments where it was actually pretty good, mm. but there were mostly moments where it was just so mm. bad. But, man, did they spend a lot of money on this yeah, thing? Yeah,
1: it seemed like a high production. Yeah,
0: yeah Bright 2017, uh, David Ayer. Some uh, racial uh, components? Right, so, so basically I mean. it's in an alternate uh, Earth where orcs and fairies and dragons and okay. dwarves, and, you know, yeah, they they uh, intermi- started living with humans like 2,000 years ago or something. There was some kind of opening of a portal or, or who knows, but it was a long time ago. Oh, so it's
1: not a recent event. Okay. No,
0: no. Well, but it's a re- I think it might be a recent event that they started living together, but anyway. Okay. So Will Smith is a human, and Joe Edgerton, who's like a major actor, plays an orc. Okay, uh, And... And and so the orcs are the underclass.
1: Is he like pink skinned orc?
0: They're they're like splotchy skin, splotchy skin and they have, yeah. you know, buck they have like uh, big teeth, you know, things. Yeah. And they are they're like the orcs are basically the black people of this world. And and you know, they're the the gangsters and the underclass right. and the um underground dealing and all that kind of stuff and but there's also elves who are like high and mighty and there's magic and there's wands and everything and there's like laws against using magic and so it was, it was a pretty interesting world actually
1: yeah it was actually really interesting
0: yeah and some of it was interesting it, it was it was long like just really long the premise of the story was was kind of dumb but the worst thing about it was they it was like they turned every scene up to eleven. You know, like there's there's a there's a scene where um, uh, Internal Affairs, because you know they're cops, right? right. Internal Affairs investigating. is investigating, is looking into something. Yeah, and and it's like it's like a high schooler made a parody okay. of Internal Affairs getting into a scuffle with two beat cops. You know.
1: We're gonna find out everything you're hiding, you get it?
0: Or and like or just like super snide attitude, and then Will Smith is just like you know, over my dead body, you know, just like just really everything was just turned up to eleven and yeah. it just felt like it just felt like a child's version of a, of a script.
1: Oh, man.
0: But there were some scenes that I was like, okay, you know, I could see this working, and then there'd be like a super over the top scene. I always
1: wonder how things like that get far enough along without someone being like, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I have a theory about that. Uh, and famous patron Lyndon likes it when we talk about uh, this. Well, about movies and oh, okay. the the behind the scenes and and I listen to enough podcasts to have some kind of idea of like the process of making a movie right. and you do too you know you have you know someone develops a script and then You get a producer who's interested, and then you get a director, but then they drop out, and you get another director, and, but you really want this other director, and then you, you get a star attached, but maybe, you know, his schedule isn't gonna work, and then you, that star attracts another star, but then those stars drop out, and then you, five years later, you get another star, and then Netflix says, we'll pay for it, and you're like, whoa, you know, it, it's, and then at some point, but Netflix is like, well, you know, we like the script, but we want a little bit changed, and they're like, okay. What do you well, what What do you want? And you're just desperate to get yeah. this thing out. And they're like, Well, we want it to be more. We want more action. We want more, right. more umph, you know. And they're like, you're like, Well, what do you mean? You're like, Well, we want more fighting. We want work more. What
1: this uh, this script uh, yeah. person can help you doctorate up, a right?
0: Bit. This punch up guy. Like, oh, okay, great. You know, because you're just thinking, I'm gonna have a Netflix movie with with uh Will Smith. Will Smith right. Like, I'll do whatever you want. Okay. They start getting their hands into it. And maybe the script to begin with sucked anyway. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and so so then, you know, and then you gotta go okay, who's gonna be our D P and who's gonna who's gonna be our camera guy? And what kind of budget are we working with? Well, and,
1: in fact it could be like Wow, that's a really interesting world. Script needs work, but we'll we'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or the script looks really good on paper, but then the director yeah, right. like the director right. turns everything up. Yeah. Or Will Smith is like, eh, I'm not going to do that." Yeah. You know. And when you're shooting a movie, like if you've ever seen how people actually shoot movies, right. you have literally hundreds of workers who are doing tasks to make this thing happen. You have light people, you you have catering people, you have, you have assistants, you have directors, you have Mm -hmm. assistant directors, you have script people, you have continuity people, you have makeup, you have lighting and, you know, and, and, and then you shoot the movie in like two second periods. And then you try to edit the thing later. Right. And maybe some of the shots, there was a, there was a wire or something in it and you can't use that shot. And so you, you know, and so, because of the chaos involved yeah. like you really just don't know what you have yeah. until you it's until, until it's done far down the line. right that's yeah. why i whenever i hear about rogue one and han solo being reshot yeah. it, i'm starting to actually associate that with
1: good <laughs> yeah
0: with like because it, think about when you and i write music right you know so much chaos you know cuz we got yeah, yeah. we got it in our head right and then you record it, and you love it because you're just like you just made it. Yeah. But then a week later, you listen back, and you're like, "This is shit. <laughs> like, what was I thinking?" And you rework it, and you might even, and you're a you're a you're the king of this. You'll be like, "I'm changing tabla rasa. <laughs> I'm, I'm changing the. I know Kirk. I've taught you the entire song, and you've memorized it. But sorry." I, <laughs> <laughs> I've changed the entire <laughs> chorus. It's well a- no, but that's not how
1: I sell it. I'm like, I just made a couple of edits. <laughs> right.
0: But you know, it makes sense. You're reiterating when I wrote yeah. my book, I thought I was done, and and it was twenty five versions later when I was actually done.
1: Like, do you remember how uh, we had the version of Aquarian we used to play? Of and course- the Mexican yeah. crowd loved it. Yeah. And then we changed it to a what I thought was a better rounded, more complete. Well, that, and they were like, what happened to Aquarian, man? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's even worse than that because when we jammed on Aquarian the first night, yeah. it the guitar part was actually really fun to play. Yeah. Because I think I sort of half wrote the guitar part. yeah, It was much more rocky and and heavier on the guitar. And then you nerfed the guitar down to this really narrow... Th- it, but it was better because yeah. it, it... But then fit. you are like, okay. <laughs> but uh, but it was like... So every step of the way, I was losing the what I... And I remember it was sort of a magical moment yeah, yeah. when we were jamming. But that felt good to me. Right. But did it... Would it feel good to the audience? And so you have yeah. to listen. You have to iterate. Yes. You know? yes. And so Bright, you know... Probably just didn't have enough time to actually reshoot, yeah. <laughs> like, because if they did it with test audiences, they would have a lot of people would be like, Well, that scene was a little over the top, yeah. or that was a little goofy.
1: So, this happens with uh coding a lot, like writing code. Um, you sort of a lot of times write it to learn how to write it, <laughs> like, you go through and you build the thing, the general idea of it, and you're like, Okay. That's what I want. Except I now need. Now I know how I need to write. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs>
0: that's interesting. I'm, I'm guessing it's the same with writing a book. Like right. I said, I'm guessing it's the same with art. You know, it's like that's why you sketch it out and then you you improve and right. blah blah. Yeah.
1: In fact, a lot of times, what happens with big big software projects is that um, you go too far down the line of your initial guess. And by that point that you realize you should have written things differently, it's too late. You've got now hundreds of man hours, person hours, I guess, invested into this thing. And then you go, okay, we're stuck with this. But the next version will change it all to be better. Right.
0: So I'm pretty sure they're making a sequel to Bright because they ended the movie with a cliffhanger. And and so I wonder if the next one will be better. Um, Because they have the makings. Because Will Smith and Joel Edgerton, they're... Their dynamic was actually kind of interesting. Um, so anyway, we'll. we'll I see. find
1: Will Smith generally interesting to watch, even in in the crappy movies. But he season.
0: but he picks such bad movies, you know. Like right. he he needs a he needs like a I don't know just something something good to be yeah. in. Like when was the last? will smith movie I mean, I mean you could say men in black kind of but those no are, uh the, what
1: was the zombie one the um i am legend i am legend but people didn't like i people thought you didn't like it no. yeah i
0: thought you didn't like that one i i
1: probably had complaints because it was quite different from the book but that
0: was like 10 years ago yeah uh i'm just trying to think like he's just he he picks these like that one where he was god what wasn't he, he wasn't see that one yeah Anyway, so I watched again uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. That's the
1: yeah. The f- I need to see that. I need. I haven't seen that one.
0: It's the last one. Yeah. Woody Harrelson, Steve Zahn. Oh man, I can't believe I didn't see that in the theater. Andy Circus, directed by Matt Reeves. It is. I gave it a nine. It yeah. is. It is the, the Planet of the Apes. You know, I watched it right around the time that I saw like superhero movies because it's been amongst the superhero yeah. movies.
1: And That's I, in fact why I didn't watch it. It came right at the same time as some other big movie right.
0: and I had to pick and choose. Right. So, you know, it's been I think 4 movies if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And the first one was was okay. Yeah. Um, but every movie after that was just like Yeah. just solid. And I would I out. would say the what aside from the first movie, I think it's 4 the, Which
1: the first movie I loved in the Mostly because they didn't market it as Planet of the Apes, right? Right. It was. It was. I forget the name of it, mm. but it was like, oh, this is going to be Planet of the Apes, right.
0: right? Right. And I find these movies to be touching, good action, believable, right. Uh, poignant, right? Uh, masterful CGI. I mean, they they zoom in on these you know, faces and of these apes. Like Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and the ape faces. And the, the mastery of, right. of the, of the hairs and the eyes and the, the mouths a, and the. That's a real creature. <laughs> it feels so real. Yeah. And yeah, War of the Planet of the Apes, love it. Uh, nine. This is the end of this story. Yeah. Um, it's the, because the, the main character Caesar it's, you know, his storyline.
1: Yeah. Oh, by the way, one of the things I love about those movies is the sense of power you get from the gorillas. Right. Oh. They're just so
0: Yeah. Uh, I rewatched Logan, too. Oh,
1: yeah. Another great one. And
0: I raised that from a seven to an eight.
1: Oh, I'm glad. I can't believe you gave it a seven. I th-
0: I think the first time I watched it, I was confused by the tone a little bit. Okay. And so when I watched it again, I was like, wow, this is, because I, I was like, I started watching it like I was, I knew what to expect. Right, I was like, this right. is, this is going to be the, a different tone than the other yeah. movies. And yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, I saw 12 Strong. Have you seen this? No, I haven't even heard of C- it. Really. Chris Hemsworth and Michael Shannon huh. and Michael Pena. Uh, it's a movie about, it's a movie about a true story in Afghanistan the f- it's right after 9/11 Oh and a war the first movie. the first uh special forces guys Yeah I
1: saw a preview night I think about it
0: land in Afghanistan and they have like a they're basically like they join up with a warlord mm. <laughs> and attack another warlord oh, Okay The politics of this movie are Highly questionable. And it's even, even as I'm watching it, I'm just like, wow, like, is that what we did? Cause that's what we did. We, yeah. we landed American troops yeah. and we uh, allied with, so there's all these warring, there's, you got the Taliban, you yeah. have, and you have warlord a warlord B warlord C, and they've all done horrible things. Right. And we just landed in Afghanistan and allied with what the American government thought was the best warlord. Yeah. And then proceeded to kill all the it, with oh, okay. with bombs, like because right. that that was our role was to uh, support the warlord by bombing f- with you know s- uh, cruise missiles and and yeah. laser guided bombs the positions of these other warlords. Right. And I'm just like, well, I'm pretty sure we all know how that worked out <laughs> because. We didn't win quote unquote the war in right. Afghanistan, so why am I cheering for this fucking disaster? <laughs> you know what I mean? But
1: we got bin Laden in those bombings, right?
0: Yeah. So, uh, but I gave it a five because um, it's a, it's a interesting, these movies I find to be interesting because it's so hard to visualize what war is like in these situations, yeah. you know? And this gives, at least one kind of probably distorted, but at least somewhat accurate look into what it was actually like for right. you know these folks. Uh, I saw Marathon: The Patriot Day Bombing, 2016. Ooh. Uh, this is a, a documentary, and I gave it a seven out of ten. It's pretty good, a little long, but uh, moving. And then I saw Patriots Day, which is Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Uh, that's
1: the assassination attempt or
0: it's the bombing of, of the marathon in Boston. There's two movies. Well, there's a documentary and then there's a movie.
1: Oh, got it, got it, got it.
0: So Mark Wahlberg plays a cop in Boston.
1: So what was that? Oh, I was thinking of Patriot games or something.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Patriot's day. Yeah. 2016. It got good reviews back in the day, but I never saw it. Okay. Did you ever see it? No. I gave it a nine out of ten. What? It is amazing. So it's really? so, so it's a it's a recreation. That Mark, you can tell Mark Wahlberg's character is is like a as a pastiche of other people because okay. he's he's at all the major events. Is he a cop? Or yeah, he's a cop. Um, but the writing I thought was just really good. Wow. But here's the thing, Berto.
1: <laughs>
0: like I'm assuming you don't know the full story of that.
1: Not really. I know the there was that kid bomber and his right we, brother we, or something. Yeah,
0: it was like I knew the the main issues, which yeah. was there was a marathon in Boston. Yeah. There was uh, two bombs that went off like at the near the finishing line, right. uh, killed a bunch of people and maimed a bunch of people, and then there was that kid with uh, the white hat who was a younger kid who was associate, who had planted one of the bombs and he, and he was on the cover of Rolling Stone or something. And, and people thought he was hot. Do you remember that? Oh yes,
1: I do remember that. Be, yeah. And I remember that there was a chase and they, one of them was in a boat and there was a shootout and okay. they killed them. And,
0: well, you know more than I do. Yeah. Well, this movie goes into all the details and there's many more details than that. And they just recreate it. You know, they don't, yeah like whenever they make movies like this, like movies about nine eleven or something, you can tell they're elaborating, you know, you could tell they're trying to make it more dramatic. Yeah. Well, the things that actually happened. So there's a lot of things that happened in the story. It wasn't just the bombing, you know, yeah. it took them a while to catch them. They, they did other horrific things after the oh bombing. Uh, they were very interesting to, there was two brothers, mm-hmm. very interesting guys, you know, like, and, you just get this glimpse into the whole thing. And, um, and there's this scene again, really happened where they carjack this, you know, this guy in this car and it's the tent. It's the kid from the, the Chinese guy from, um, what's the startup, uh, TV show. Oh, right. The Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley, you know, the, the Chinese, um, uh, what's uh, his name? Yin, yin Yang. (laughs) He's hilarious. But he plays like an act. It's a dramatic role that he plays, and the uh-huh. scene—it's like I don't know—it's like twenty minutes. It is so tense, and it just feels he's
1: in the car. Like they keep him in the car, right? And it, it
0: just feels Ooh. like you're. Oh man, I just there are it, and then when I actually looked up the facts, I was like, oh, they aside from Mark Wahlberg, they kept a lot of the facts oh, accurate. Wow. You know, there were a couple dramatic scenes with like CIA agents mm-hmm. that were a little silly, but anyway. I highly recommend it. Patriots Day, it it really happened. It was recent. It it it, it's a very telling story of our time. Yeah, you know where you basically have these radicalized local kids who just aren't even associated with Al Qaeda. They just like are looking at a lot of things on the internet, and then they just decide to do this thing. It's 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 interesting and horrible. And then the the her, the heroism of everyone, you know, right. of uh, there's so many heroes that actually emerged from that story, including Excitable. the people who there's a couple who each of them lost a leg. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? And, and anyway, uh, I saw a quiet place. Have you seen that? The yes. One, Wait, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt.
1: Oh no, no, no. That's that new movie. I yeah. want to see that. That's, good. That's where they, all I know is from the previews that they, they
0: can't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it an eight out of ten. I might yeah. even bump it up to a nine. It really? is, it is a near perfect. It, it's in the horror like sort of genre, but yeah. it's more like um, Alien in a sense. We,
1: we mentioned this one before. I thought it looked. It reminded me of that other movie that it, they come at night. Oh, remember that one?
0: Oh, we, we talked about, about, about this. Okay,
1: remember that was the one where they. It's it, all you know. It starts right in the middle of the action. It's out in the woods. These people have been barricading at night, every night in their house. They can't let anyone in because something comes at night. We don't know what it is. Yeah. And these people arrive, these guests, and they're like, okay, you can stay with us. But then they, they f- have a fight because they don't trust each other. So tense, so well done. Yeah. But you never find out what comes at night or anything. It's just-
0: yeah, at, at The Quiet Place, John Krasinski – it's just amazing that he managed to make this movie. I mean, he, it's very impressive. Is he produced? produced he, he directed. He directed. <gasps> he I, directed. Yeah. Holy crap! And and it's it's just um, it's just a simple movie. There's not a lot of complication, yeah. and short. Yeah. And just a great movie. Um, the last couple here are I started watching the sh- the new Twin Peaks. All right. So I was a massive Twin Peaks head uh-huh. back in the day. And this new Twin Peaks is interesting because it's on Showtime and they can be totally rated R. And man, is it rated R! Like David Lynch takes this thing, you know he he like you know I've seen all his movies. It's probably the most sexual and most violent and most disturbing thing he's (laughs) he's ever made. You know what I mean? There's there, but he but it but to a Twin Peaks fan. It is touching all the buttons. You know exactly. what I mean. It, it has all the. It, it's. I thought it was going to get really weird. You know, yeah. and it starts kind of weird. You're like, wait, how is this connected to Twin Peaks? But then, v- pretty quickly, it just starts to integrate. You know, all the twin all the actors, and all the the lore and the mythology. Because Twin Peaks, there's this whole mythology. Right.
1: Do you think? So I watched the first episode of Twin Peaks,
0: like the old one. The old one. Oh.
1: Do you think I would enjoy going through it?
0: I, so, maybe, but, you know, given the conventions and the... It's like 30 years old. It's from, yeah, like 20, it's like 28 years old or something. You know, um, well, you like other Twin Peaks. Uh, David
1: Lynch, you
0: mean. The, yeah, other yeah. David Lynch. So I'm guessing, Love I'm guessing yes, but there are something, there are certain storylines that sort of perk... Up later in the series that I found to be just incredibly boring. Like they, Lost Highway is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of episodes, you know. Yeah. So I, it would be a commitment, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I would imagine.
1: I just feel like that is a, a that's gap a that's a, my, yeah, that's a
0: hole. Yeah, that's a hole. Yeah. I mean, one thing you could do, I guess, is. So it's it's kind of like a soap opera, you know? Like right. there's different there's different characters that we check in on every now and then. Yeah. And when you get to certain scenes that don't interest you, you could just yeah. fast forward it because there's It doesn't affect it that much. No, not really. Um the last thing that I want to talk about is uh I f- watched my first episode of NCIS. Uh,
1: special Victims Unit. Or something?
0: Um it's one of those kinds of shows. Okay. It's it's like a um it's just cops is it
1: in New York or Um, New York City special I don't know investigations I
0: don't know but it's with Mark Harmon and oh Mark Harmon so here's the thing what so you know I moved and there was one night where you know I turn on it because I just wanted to chill and I turn on the TV and everything's in shambles you know like the TV's on the floor Uh that the cable box is like just sitting there you know what I mean so you and, don't have a lot of options. Yeah, and I'm just like I'm just like okay, this is what's on and so I was like, oh, I guess I'll just watch it. Just veg out. And I was like, oh, Mark Harmon. I I guess he's still working.
1: Yeah, that's crazy
0: actually. Yeah. And then but man, is he terrible. Really? Yeah, like everyone else on the show is putting on a good kind of, you know, uh, what do you want to call it? Like a like a shitty TV, but you know, Shitty TV show, but they're pulling their weight. Yeah, they're pulling their weight. Mark Harmon is laughable. I mean, and maybe he was always a bad actor, but like if you just focus on his decisions (laughs) as an actor in this show, it's either he's a terrible actor or he hates this job.
1: (laughs) I gotta look at a picture of this. I can't even imagine.
0: But the other thing is, I Google it, yeah. this show has been on for like 20 years, or so no. sev- like 17 years or something. I can't, I can't remember the exact number. Like, look NC-I-S? it up.
1: NCIS?
0: Yeah. The, I think there's a number of NCIS shows, but this is the NCIS, original. NCIS,
1: American Television Series. Uh, what, what year to start? Oh my gosh, it's Matt, Mark Harmon. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So, so it, it, it's been on for a long time. And it's one of the most popular TV shows that's ever been made. and That's incredible. And it is, you know, it's... What
1: happened to Google results, by the way? All of a sudden... How come uh, you can't I see can't? It? No, I mean, I've got tons of results, but I can't get to, like...
0: Just go to IMDb. Uh, okay, here, I'll go for it. There's Ren- the Wikipedia C- entry. I-S. Searching. Seventh
1: longest running script at prime time.
0: Yeah, 2003. It's been on since 2003. Uh, Mark Harmon. Huh. So 15 years. 15 years. Wow. There's been a TV show on for 15 years, and I think it's on like one of the major channels. Okay,
1: what's the longest running show of all time? The Simpsons? Yep. How about the number
0: two? Uh, number two. It's a tie, actually. Number two. Man. The
1: Simpsons had 29 seasons. So well, far.
0: are we including soap operas?
1: I don't see soap operas in this list, but... Maybe they're not including them. Oh, be- are we including? Oh, uh, because these are prime time television series. Oh. I don't know. Are Whatever.
0: we? Are we including talk shows? No, no, no. Okay, um, so
1: scripted, scripted television series. Law and Order. Yes, tied with Gunsmoke.
0: Oh, I didn't know yeah. Gunsmoke was on that. And one. then
1: number nineteen is Law and Order: Special Victims Unit. And then number seventeen, you'll never guess. NCIS. No, it's... Uh, I'll give you a hint. What are you saying, girl? They're trapped in a well at the Old Mill?
0: Lassie was a TV Yes. I didn't even know that was a TV yes, show.
1: Yes, yes. 17 seasons. Wow. And then number 16 is Family Guy.
0: Wow. Or
1: not Not number 16, sorry. 16 seasons. So the next one in line is Family Guy. Then NCIS.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, isn't it bizarre that a you know, major TV channel has this TV show that's been on for 15 years and I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> and when I saw it, I thought, Oh, this must be like the first episode, you know? And these actors have made, you know, millions of dollars making this massively popular TV show. Right. And it was so bad. I mean, <laughs> but, but it was, it kind of knew that it was bad, you know, like, it didn't take itself so seriously, oh, right. I guess. You know, like there were there's characters on that show that,
1: but it, it's a cop show, like or a special investigation show.
0: Yeah, right? it's a cop like office, and yeah. you know you got Mark Harmon; he's like in charge, and you have the young upstart woman who's trying to impress him, and you got like these two kind of frat fratty guys who are, and one of them's always making jokes, and then you have like this super weird character; she's like the the lab person. And she, but she's like like a Betty Boop uh tattoo, you know, <laughs> uh jet black hair with uh bangs, you know, kind of a thing. She's she's and she has ponytails and she's quirky, you know. Okay. But the hilarious thing that I kept, you know, announcing to everyone in the room as I was watching it was whenever they needed to there's a lot of computers. They're yeah. on they're on the computer a lot, you know. They're like looking up stuff and looking at computer screens of, of like You know, we ran the prince, you know, and then they look at it. And the thing, this is, okay, this is a gripe. So, um, what two operating systems not only just dominate, but are basically the only two operating systems that exist in America right now? I mean, there's Windows and there's the Mac OS. Right. Some people have Linux, but not a lot, you know. And I'm just going to take a guess and say that police station's do not run on (laughs) Linux. Linux. Do you know what I mean? Like, It's probably Windows. You know what I mean? I'm just going to take a guess. They, for some reason, and maybe you can tell me why, in TV shows and movies, they never show Windows. Yeah. It's always some weird operating system. Lots of command scripts
1: that someone's running. Right. Text is scrolling through the window really quick with orange text. Right. Well, (laughs) so you're
0: speaking language, but just to put it in, in layman's terms, it it doesn't look like an operating system that you've ever seen yeah. and there there are moving windows and popping out uh you know you click on something and there's this graphic that pops out in this yeah. in this what can only be described as a customized thing so yeah. so and these noises like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> enhance <sighs> yeah <laughs> like when you click on something on your computer like you open a window, yeah. there's not a sound that goes, lip, lip, lip. like, but in the movies and the TV shows, there's always this little noise. And it's like, how annoying would that be? You know, if you had that every, anyway, so then, you know, cause they're clicking, they're like, Ooh, we've looked in this guy. And so they, they click on, uh, his file and his, uh, this like three pictures show up in this very d- pleasing, you know, uh, orientation. Yeah. And then these dog tags show up, and then... uh, It's hard to explain, but anyway... but it's like
1: a whole interface. Like someone paid a million dollars to develop a custom software. Right.
0: So these three cops turn to a computer screen, and one of them says, look what I found. And what is shown on the computer screen over the next, you know, two minutes as the person is narrating it is something that could only have been created by someone who spent probably three weeks creating basically this moving powerpoint presentation a custom
1: view for <laughs>
0: custom view with custom sounds yeah and and custom pictures and custom transitions
1: that wouldn't be just like a standard run of the mill cop software that
0: <laughs> right like someone worked in some kind of flash thing or i don't even know what to make something that and and every every 10 minutes there's another one of these things you know what i mean <laughs> and so i'm just imagining this this team of nerds behind the wall that all they do is like create these presentations.
1: Can can we improve our fingerprinting algorithm? Sorry, we're busy. Yeah. We have a team of special effects artists.
0: And, and to me, I'm like, how hard would it be to just have windows? Yeah. And then you have someone clicking through different windows. Yeah. And it would just make it feel so much more real, you know. Clearly,
1: you're not a producer on television series.
0: <laughs> but it's the same thing. Whenever they always wet down the streets, you know, it's like oh, yeah. it's clearly L.A. Yeah. and someone just fucking drenched the yeah. street. It is like there's standing water in puddles, and the cars dry. Yeah. And the sky blue. <laughs> it's like so a flash flood came in and wet the ground. Uh, didn't wet the grass, just the street, you know, it's just like, come on, drives me crazy. Anyway, what have, have you seen anything of it? <laughs>
1: I've seen a man nearly die from sneezing.
0: Have you seen anything lately?
1: <laughs> Let's see. I saw, well, we talked about Avengers. Um, have I seen any? Yes. You know what I finally watched that I had never seen? Night at the Museum. Oh. <laughs> it's, uh, it was surprisingly entertaining.
0: I think i I only saw the last one that had Robin Williams in it.
1: No, they all have Robin Williams,
0: oh, oh, sorry, sorry.
1: I don't know if they've made one since Robin. all I know is that even the first one had Robin Williams,
0: oh okay, I think they're I think they're, I think I saw the third one, yeah they're, they're still and there. I thought, yeah, you know for a basically a kids' movie, right. you know it's fine,
1: yeah, I just don't I didn't realize just how many stars were in it, right. And I didn't realize, I mean, it didn't get good ratings, and it's not like a movie that I'm sad I missed in the theater, yeah. but it was surprisingly entertaining. <laughs> right. It's just a
0: fun, yeah. fun movie. Yeah. Uh, and by the time this episode comes out, we might have already seen Han Solo Han Solo, and Deadpool 2. I'm seeing Solo tomorrow morning. Oh, you are? Yeah. I'm seeing it. 10 a.m. It, I'm seeing it Wednesday. Okay. Uh, just because. Okay. So don't spoil it for me. Wait. No. So, you have Just tickets, so you, know. you have tickets for tomorrow morning? Yeah. Maybe I could get a ticket with you to go tomorrow morning.
1: It's it's a work tickets. Ah,
0: oh, special. Yeah. Is it at your work? Yeah. So they're showing it at no, your No, work. no, no, no,
1: no. It it's we're going to a normal theater, uh-huh. but it's But your work reserved. your work bought They bought, bought the, the the room,
0: yeah. Bought the room. Yeah. Uh, well, how long would it take me to apply and get a job there? Do you
1: remember By tomorrow, what I do? No, do you? Yes, of course. Been doing the same job for like I don't know decades. What is it? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, can you, can you, are you seriously asking me this question? That's insulting. I, I'm not even going to dignify that with an answer.
0: Totally. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's a joke that we say. You obviously have had the same job since we started this. That's right. Ten years ago. Well, no,
1: there was that one time I was briefly, briefly on a sabbatical. Right, but. You know, other than
0: that. You've had the same job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us out there because, or and please take care of yourself because.
1: <laughs> because I got to get back to my job and you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs>